You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys got to look good, too. Coming up. On this episode of Sports Yak. It's going to be a rough year in the ACC for the Irish men's team. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be lucky to win six conference games this year. They're 10-4 and four right now, and I know the most ardent Irish fan would say, hey, maybe they can make the NCAA. No, no, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament this year. They're just not good enough. When Julian Love was out of the game, Trevor Lawrence was 12-14 of 14 throwing the football. And where did he throw most of his passes? At Dante Vaughn. At Dante Vaughn, yes. You want to know the difference between Clemson and Notre Dame? Do you think Notre Dame can ever win a national championship? No. Well, somebody's fired up to get back at the Yak in 2019. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. Where do you live? It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer and you shall listen to me. I'm Jim Short. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet. Featuring big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's websites for 50% off the suggested retail price. On Napanee Street in Elkhart or online at BigAndTallOutlet.com. Because big guys gotta look good too. And now an inspiration to those who are not inspired by anything. Here's two guys that we can do without, really. It's Sports Yak with Corey, you know, and that freebie boy. And welcome to episode 44 
The Hank Aaron episode. Oh, give me more. Give me the more. Willie McCovey episode. Willie McCovey? Yeah. You don't know who Willie McCovey is? I, I come to you Former for San time. Francisco Giants slugger. They called him Stretch. He was about 6'6", first baseman. Great power. Did you have a nickname growing up? It wasn't Stretch. <laughs> when I think of this year, I go with this one. I think NBC used that a little bit yesterday uh, in the Hockey Classic broadcast. That's where I would love to start. I have on the top of my list Winter Classic. You were there as a broadcaster, as a local uh, media representative, but uh, also you're a Blackhawks fan, you're a hockey fan, so I'd love to hear both sides. I thought it was a beautifully staged event by the National Hockey League. I thought they just hit an A-plus in terms of presentation now, I say that I wasn't a fan sitting in the stands, and I've seen the tweets since I left the uh, stadium yesterday about apparently there were problems with food and beverage at the concession stands. Ran out of both. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. I, I cannot confirm nor deny. I don't get how you would run out of that, though. I mean, you do football games. There's always food. Beer is a new uh, ingredient to the mix. You know, maybe they were just like, hey, we want to be done by the first period. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that you would ever do that because that you're throwing money away. Yes. Then. However, that said, I just thought the environment was terrific. It was a perfect day for it. Temperature was ideal. The cloud cover was ideal, which if you want cloud cover, you've come to the right place. Sure. And I just thought they... They hit the right note on everything. It was a very competitive game, a 2-2 game, until you get to the middle of the third period in Boston, which, quite frankly, this year has been the better team. Pulls away, and they win it with an empty net goal 4-2. Uh, I'm going to ask you this because you know my personality. I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy the opportunity to maybe press some flesh with celebrities or athletes. How do you keep your cool, or you just don't care when you – you you were you were inches away from some of the big names I was watching on your Twitter, and it's like, do you? I and I know you don't do this, but have you ever seen them go, "Hey, while we're here, would you sign my puck?" Or? No, I, I would not do that during those circumstances. No, it, it would have to be kind of a a private thing, or uh, you know, had I run into them on campus somewhere and recognize them, I might have asked then. But, but an not, internal rule, you do not do that. No, I, okay. I don't ask for autographs while I'm interviewing people. You ever seen that happen? Yeah, it's just awkward. Is it doesn't it? it doesn't work real well. And and usually the person gets denied and and I've seen their credential get revoked too. Two more questions for twos. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I I appreciate the guy from the Blackhawks trying to make it where Jonathan Taze wasn't going to be standing there all day. Taze, sorry. <laughs> and uh, I get it, but it's like, oh my gosh, we're trying to ask the question. Please don't bellow it out so that he can hear the question. Right. Uh, we have some audio from Cam Ward talking about his experience at Notre Dame Stadium. Um, it gave me goosebumps, you know, right from the beginning, you know, when we walked in behind the marching band. Um, I thought that was really neat. And, uh, um, I mean, this is an experience that uh, nobody will ever ever get. Uh, ever get. I mean, it's a, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, especially here in Notre Dame, and uh, um, I certainly enjoyed it. Ward did a terrific job in goal yesterday at 34 saves for the Blackhawks, quite frankly. 
the main reason the Blackhawks were still in the game because Boston really applied a lot of pressure, particularly in the first period, and he did a terrific job. But I I was impressed the fact, you know, those players have played in a lot of big environments, especially guys like Kane and Taze. They've won Stanley Cups. And for them to be as impressed with the facilities at Notre Dame and to say as many nice things, they didn't have to. Right. They could have just said, yeah, we've played in six of these outdoor classics. It's it's getting to be old hat. But obviously, it, it meant something for them to yeah. come down that tunnel and into that environment. And that was the biggest crowd they had ever played in front of, 76,000 people. The metaphorical red carpet was rolled out for them. Sure. I'm guessing they were, they've were. they been here a couple of days. Well, they've been here for training camps before, so mm-hmm. they're familiar with South Bend. Uh, but the fact of the matter is when they've come before, it's been September. Now mm-hmm. it's it's December and January. The campus is completely empty, and you really get a chance to kind of walk around and explore. If you were to get in the car in Boston and drive to South Bend, is that a nine-hour? Yeah, I'd say probably That's not bad. So maybe the day before, a couple of those fans, which they were there in numbers. Well, you're not working. Yeah. Sure. Make it a whole weekend. Come to the bend. Uh, Let's segue into Notre Dame hockey because uh, they'll be playing this Friday or Saturday? Saturday. Saturday Saturday afternoon. Against Michigan, hopefully in the same... (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little concerned about that because the forecast is 46 degrees. I'm not sure how good those refrigeration units are in terms of keeping that ice because the ice was terrific yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I don't look for it to be as good on Saturday. The other thing you'll have to worry about is sunlight, and especially at that hour of the day, could really create a glare off the ice. And if there's too much glare, the goalies can't see and they have to stop the game. Oh, that was referenced by the commissioner in one of your right. your videos. Okay. In fact, that. in fact, Gary Bettman uh, was very pleased himself with the event yesterday. And, and I asked him directly about it between periods. Has this event today met your expectations? So far, so good, right? I mean, it's been sensational. We have a competitive game. Uh, we've got a full stadium. Uh, it's really been a terrific, terrific event. Uh, the atmosphere has been phenomenal. The fans are clearly into it. The entertainment during the admission, particularly Weezer, was fun. Uh, it's been all good. Uh, and again, we didn't have a sun glare delay, which was very nice. So I thank Notre Dame for providing the divine inspiration of cloud cover. <laughs> hey, I want to drive the Zamboni. Uh, Jeff Jackson hit a milestone. Great milestone for Coach Jackson as he became the all-time winningest coach in Notre Dame hockey history, picking up his 308th career win on New Year's Eve with a 4-0 shutout of Boston College. Interesting that they were playing Boston College for that game because the coach of Boston College, Jerry York, has been coaching for 47 years. So he is kind of a link between Jeff Jackson and the man who held the record previously, Lefty Smith. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lefty passed away just seven years ago tomorrow. And Lefty was, uh, after they brought hockey back in the 1960s, he was the first hockey coach at Notre Dame during that time. And 
had the Irish ranked number one in the early 70s. Uh, had a player by the name of Bill Nyrop who went on to win three Stanley Cups with the Canadians. Uh, they featured him between periods yesterday on mm-hmm. the NBC telecast. Uh, but Lefty was a character. Oh, Lefty, I could tell you some Lefty Smith stories. He was... You got one for us he, here? He was a proclaimer of the word at my church. Oh, okay. So just as I do sometimes on Sundays and we'll do this Sunday, he did the the first and second readings and read the Psalms. Okay. But uh, Lefty uh, sounded a little bit something like this, and so uh, we've got a reading here from the Psalms, and uh, Lefty uh, would uh, read it like uh, that. Wow. And uh, Lefty uh, had some uh, great phrases. Uh, I was a student assistant in the Notre Dame Sports Information Department during my academic time there. And one of the sports that I was in charge of my freshman year was hockey. Okay. And so I went on the road with the hockey team, stayed with them and provided game notes and stats and things like that. And I remember asking... I. I was impressed with a particular player, and I said, man, he's he's a very good skater. He goes, uh, he skates well, but it's all in one place. In other words, he's very slow. Uh, and then Lefty, later when I was working at NDU, uh, I was covering a charity golf event up in Three Rivers, and it was to raise the golf pro up in three rivers was blind. Oh, okay. And so it was to raise, uh, raise money for these uh, service dogs and lefty was playing up there. So I interviewed lefty and he goes, <laughs> great line. Normally if you were blind, well, there's nothing normal. <laughs> there's nothing normal about being blind lefty. Did he play uh, golf that day with a hockey stick? He could have. He, to be thematic. Lefty was a heck of an athlete during his days up in Minnesota. Let's stay on campus. Notre Dame basketball. Guys lose. Muffet gets win number 900. Well, let's start with Muffet and win number 900. Tremendous accomplishment. Just the ninth coach in women's basketball history to reach 900 wins, and she did it the fourth fastest. Does it coincidentally against the team where she started her career, Lehigh. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they took the pictures afterwards... She wanted the Lehigh players and coaches in there as well because it kind of full brings everything full circle for her. Uh, but 900 wins, what a tremendous accomplishment. And the outpouring of love, not only from that crowd there, which adores her, but the the videos that they got from former players, I thought it was really well done. I loved the video of her husband and son yes. walking through the wins that they remember. And being there for, you know, Matt being there for every single one of those. Yeah, and and Matt really being the pushing force to her even thinking of applying for the Nerdame job because she thought uh, that's that's too high, that's too high a goal, Matt's going to have to give up his job, things like that. And it's really turned their lives around, obviously. Always grateful for the time she gives us, whether it be here or Back in the day at U93, she was uh, th- that was when she was building that program. And we we tried hard to help promote yes. those games and did so much stuff. And she was always readily available to do whatever. 
cockamamie thing we came up with. And her schedule's a little more packed these days. It is, but she still has made time for us. Yeah. And and I think she appreciates the fact people that were there at the beginning. I know that one of the things that I've always heard from Matt and Muffet is, hey, you talk to us when nobody else will. And then for the men's side, they lose yesterday at Virginia Tech, 81-66. Virginia Tech's ranked number 10 in the country. It's going to be a rough year in the ACC for the Irish men's team. Well, let's just lay that right out on the table. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be lucky to win six conference games this year. Six. They're not going to the NC. They're ten and four right now, and I know the most ardent Irish fan would say, "Hey, maybe they can make the NC." No, no, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament this year. They're just not good enough. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys got to look good too. Sports Yak! Sports Yak. Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. The second K is silent. Notre Dame football against Clemson last Saturday. In your opinion, what happened? My opinion, what happened is the better football team won. Okay. I mean, we've said on this show, you asked me very early on in this show, could Notre Dame beat Alabama? And I said, no. Mm-hmm. You asked me if they could beat Clemson, and I said, maybe. No. Oh, you said no? I said, maybe, maybe. but probably not. Mm-hmm. And that was evident. It's a 3-3 football game going to the second quarter. And then Julian Love gets hurt. More about that in a moment. Mm-hmm. But Julian Love gets hurt, comes out, and Dante Vaughn goes in, and suddenly it becomes Dante's Inferno in the secondary. Because Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson coaches say, oh, Dante Vaughn's in there. Well, he wasn't even good enough to play in the USC game. Dante Vaughn's in there. Let's throw at Dante Vaughn. What a great idea. Because when Julian Love was out of the game, Trevor Lawrence was 12 of 14 throwing the football. And where did he throw most of his passes? Where? At Dante Vaughn. At Dante Vaughn, yes. Well, it's good coaching, right? They saw a hole in the system and went, all right, let's go to the right. And here's the other thing, because I know some people were saying, well, Notre Dame blitzed a lot early, and they didn't blitz very much in the second quarter. Well, yeah, because the linebacker that was blitzing now has to help Dante Vaughn cover because he couldn't cover anybody. Yeah. So now that linebacker is going over for support, so to give him support takes away some of the pass rush which is why Trevor Lawrence had more time to throw. The Julian Love injury had incredible ripple effects on the Notre Dame defense. Now, here's the thing that gets me about the Julian Love injury. Whatever said, it may have, may have been. <laughs> they said it was a head injury. Yes. And that's why he was out of the game, because he wasn't passing concussion protocol. How in the heck did he play the second half then? Yeah. Well, Isn't the rules too? Are like you, you telling me you got to sit out for twenty minutes when they do call it a concussion thing? Like you got to okay, and he yeah. sat out for twenty minutes because he sat out the entire second quarter in halftime. Yeah, are you telling me that suddenly there was enough healing that went on that he went from 
being quote unquote in concussion protocol to out of it. What do you think it was? I don't know, but I find it hard to believe that you'd be back out there with a head injury. Let's talk about how great Clemson was. Well, they're really, really good. Tell me, tell me what it, you saw it, that you you it, thought, wow, wow, wow. Here's here's a point that I saw made, and I I want to give credit to Pete Sampson from the Athletic. I read a column that he did yesterday, and he pointed this out. Ross, who catches the first two touchdown passes for Clemson, mm-hmm. freshman. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, freshman. And they've got freshmen running behind Travis Atn, who are pretty darn good. Their fourth string running back averages nine and a half yards per carry. Okay, you know what Notre Dame got out of its freshman and sophomore classes offensively in the Cotton Bowl on Saturday? Tell me, four touches, twenty-five yards. Wow, this is the difference. You want to know the difference between Clemson and Notre Dame? It's elite recruiting. Clemson is getting elite athletes who can contribute right now as they come out of high school. And Notre Dame is not getting those players. And you can have all your recruiting press conferences and tell me about all the stars that they have, five stars, four stars. I don't care. I'm watching Clemson's guys contribute right away. And Notre Dame, once an upperclassman got hurt, crumbled Mm -hmm. because the freshmen weren't ready to go. Isn't it amazing how you can have a 12-0 and season and then one crap of a game just feels like it wiped away? That's- it didn't feel like it wiped away, and here's why. because And I got great joy out of this last night. Great joy. Yes. Because when Notre Dame was collapsing in the Cotton Bowl, Georgia players were on their Twitter machines just having a field day. Oh, well, it looks like they don't have the four best teams playing – we should be there. Well, first of all, Georgia, you lost two games during the regular season. Not once. You didn't just lose to Alabama where you threw away a two-touchdown lead. You got blown out by 20 by LSU. Okay, so you lost twice during the regular season. Mm-hmm. And then last night, symbolized beautifully by Bevo just chasing Ugga 4 right on out of the Superdome, okay, <laughs> Texas beats Georgia for a third time this year. So I don't think you're one of the top four teams in the country, Georgia. Why don't you just shut your big yapper? Do you think Notre Dame can ever win a national championship? No. Honestly? Just just because of the landscape of everything, SEC, ACC, elite, uh, recruiting like you're talking about, ain't going to happen. Not that I see right now. No? It goes back to the very question I asked Brian Kelly on his first day on the job. And he was talking about when he was a kid, he watched the Notre Dame football replays with Lindsey Nelson. And I said, you're talking about Lindsey Nelson. Today's kids don't know Lindsey Nelson. They know Lindsey Lohan. How do you relate this to today's kids? Now, they're making strides in recruiting, Mm -hmm. but they're clearly not there yet. Yeah. And I don't know how you compete. You know, they still... They still rely on tradition selling the place. And I'm not convinced that today's kid gives two hoots about tradition. Yeah, They want to win, and they want to win now. And they want to play, and they want to play now. And Alabama and Clemson and really that whole coastal belt down there 
offers warm weather and the chance to compete against the best athletes in the country year-round. And up here, you don't have that. There was something interesting said about the, was it the offensive coordinator for Clemson? Like, he could go somewhere else? The defensive coordinator, Brent Venables, makes over $2 million a year as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. And he's like, why would I go anywhere else? I've got everything I want here. We're competitive every year. We win. We get the best of the best. That made complete sense to and, me. And here's the other thing. Dabo Swinney is as genuine a guy and as nice a guy yeah. as you're going to find in college football. I mean, Nick Saban is he's a different duck, mm-hmm. okay? And I don't think Nick Saban is the nicest guy in the world. But his players stand by him. Dabo Swinney is just a doggone nice guy, and he has created this culture at Clemson. Remember, when Dabo got the job 10 years ago, he had never been a coordinator he was a wide receivers coach. They fired the coach in the middle of the season, and the athletic director comes down and says, you're the guy. And he has taken that opportunity and been true to himself and not changed as a person mm-hmm. and created this terrific program that is maybe not quite the equal of Alabama, but is certainly number two in the college football landscape. And I don't think you can give that guy near enough credit. Ready to switch to NFL? Well, let me think if there's anything else that I really want to talk about in the college football landscape. Did I mention the fact that Georgia had its head handed to him last <laughs> night after just raging on and on on Twitter? Here's another thing. good thing that happened yesterday is Central Florida lost, so we don't have to hear about them with their fake national championship anymore, okay? You lost. You played somebody good, and you lost. I uh, I was working on Friday, and on my way home, I called my wife, and I said, hey, let's go get some chips over there at Salsa's. And I think the score was 3 nothing. That was the most abysmal. Well, there have been a lot of bad bowl games this year. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, the Cheez-It Bowl was just horrific Jesus. starting with the name the red box bowl oregon beat michigan state seven to six pardon me while i go outside and vomit (laughs) that was awful but nothing was as much of a mismatch as auburn versus purdue Mm -hmm. how in the world did purdue beat ohio state by 29 points i mean that just shows, and and may he rest in peace, this beautiful young man, Tyler Trent, who passed away yesterday at, from cancer at the age of 20, this Purdue superfan, somehow that day in West Lafayette motivated the Boilermakers to things that they were not possible of doing and have not been capable of doing since. Yeah. They beat Ohio State by 29 that day, and then they turn around and lose to Auburn by 50. 50. 50. All right, now NFL? Sure. Bears and the Eagles. Well, first of all, kudos to Matt Nagy, 12-4 and this year. That's not too shabby. They could have gone up to Minnesota and just said, this is a meaningless game. Right. And basically let the Vikings into the playoffs. But you know what they did? 
they said, we're the Chicago Bears, and we haven't won in Minnesota since 2011. And it's high time that we go up there and just stick it right to the Minnesota Vikings, and that's what they did. Kirk Cousins, I'm not sure there is a higher-paid loser in the NFL than Kirk Cousins. Why do people dislike him so much? Well, because he can't beat anybody good, Corey. Okay, his last 30 games that he has played against teams with winning records, you know how many of those 30 he has won? No. Four. Wow. Four and 26 in those 30 games. Earning that paycheck. So, yeah, he's getting paid (laughs) boatloads of money. I mean, the Vikings get done with last year and they say, what we need, what will put us over the top and get us to the Super Bowl is if we go out and get a quarterback and they go out and they take the family fortune and they say, here, Kirk Cousins, take us to the promised land. And he can't even get you to the playoffs because he can't beat anybody good. <laughs> so, this Sunday, Bears and Eagles. I like the Bears playing at home, six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Eagles. Now, the Eagles do have Nick Foles playing at quarterback. He got hurt a little bit last Sunday against Washington, but they say he'll be ready to go. And the experience that he has of winning a Super Bowl, I mean, you've got to take this team seriously. But the way this Bears defense is playing right now and their ability to run the football with Howard and Cohen to support Trubisky, I like the Bears in this one. I think it's going to be an insane atmosphere, too, because it's been a long time since the Bears have been this far into the season. I'm looking forward to... I hope they bring in that dude that, that sang the national anthem with the Winter Classic on Sunday. Maybe they will. Jim Cornelison, he's he's terrific. Colts head to Texas. What a job Frank Reich has done. I mean, they were 1-5, and five and we had them buried on this show. Yeah. I remember explaining to you that one reason that in in the first time they played Houston this year, the game went to overtime, and Frank Reich goes for the oh, yeah. first down at midfield. And I remember explaining to you, well, they're not going anywhere this year, so he's trying to set a culture of being aggressive. Well, in setting that culture, he did send a message to his team, and his team got the message. And now here they are playing in the playoffs. And while they're an underdog, I think the Colts have as much of a chance to win in that game as the Texans do. I really think that's a pick game. Their defense has played a lot better this year, too. And I, and I know I went on this jag a couple of weeks ago, but how Darius Leonard is not in the Pro Bowl is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Uh, their defense is vastly improved. And another thing they're doing well, Corey, is they're running the football. Marlon Mack has given them a quality running back, and a lot of that's due to the offensive line. It's not just Quentin Nelson. They went out and got some other pieces, too. But he has certainly helped set a tone for that offensive line, and it's a much better line than the Colts have had in a number of years. You taking the Colts that day? You know, I'm tempted to. Okay. Ask me Friday. All right. Friday's podcast. Now, who else is playing this weekend? You've got Seattle at Dallas. Of course, Dallas, a notoriously poor playoff team. And Pete Carroll has a pretty good playoff record. So you'd be tempted to go with the underdog there, the road team there. And then the other game that's very intriguing is the Chargers at Baltimore. The Chargers at one time looked like they might be the number one seed in the AFC. Right. They fell all the way to number five. 
Baltimore needed Cleveland to, uh, or excuse me, Baltimore needed to rally late and beat Cleveland last Sunday just to make the playoffs. I kind of like the Chargers in that one. I, I kind of like the road teams in three of these four games, which typically doesn't happen in the NFL playoffs. Care to put a thumb on who might be in the Super Bowl at this point in the juncture? Well, if I were to pick my Super Bowl teams, I'd, I'd kind of go with the Saints and probably the Patriots. We saw a ton of movies over the holiday break. What you like, what you didn't like. Let me grade them for you. Aquaman, B+. Plus. Uh, Spider-Man, A. A solid A. Really? What and was it that set Spider-Man apart from Aquaman? A very creative storyline. Beautiful animation. Uh, That's right. Spider-Man was animated. Aquaman was not animated. CGI full Aquaman, but uh, it's a cartoon for, for layman's right, terms. Yeah. But it's a great story. Uh, and it... And it, the timing of Stan Lee dying and the message of this movie of, like, you're not the only one, that's the whole thing about Peter Parker was you've been bitten by a spider, you're this oddity now, right? And uh, but these universes collide and lets Peter Parker and the other Spider-Mans know that you're not the only one, we're in this together. So there's something really cool about that. And then uh, I wanted the Transformer movies to be awesome. Those are some of the worst piece of crap movies really? in cinematic history, except for Bumblebee. They have figured out a way to get it to where it needs to be. Family-friendly, humorous, heart, and action. You got those, you're good to go. Yeah, I'm going to give it an A- because I always think there's room for improvement, mm -hmm. but it's a fun movie. It happens in 87, so the 80s references are fantastic. Breakfast Club references. Sure. Uh, the music is, you know, there's a there's a chase scene in this movie. What song do you think they would use in a chase scene from the 80s? Oh, gosh. I'm sure once I hear it, I'll know. I can't drive 55. Okay. Oh, fully blared. It was just so great. So I give uh, Bumblebee a minus. So there you go. How was your Christmas? Christmas was good. Um I think we talked about this on the air today. I got a book autographed by Vern Lundquist. I'm really looking forward to read. Tell Vern. me about this guy. I know nothing about him. Vern Lundquist, longtime voice of CBS Sports, uh, did the SEC games for about 19 years up until the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, he is the man. One of his most famous calls was the 1986 Masters. Nicholas is hitting a putt. It's rolling towards the hole. He goes, maybe? Yes, sir! As okay. it goes in and the crowd goes wild. Um, he's known as Uncle Vern. He was in the Happy Gilmore movies. Okay. Okay. And, uh, Thank you for that reference. Lives, now that kind of puts... Lives out in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. He's lived there for years. And my in-laws live out there. So he was having a book signing. They went. They ran out of copies of the books so they sent a bunch of books over to Vern's home and and the autograph on the book is to Chuck Freebie all the best Vern Lundquist I love that and I was just I was thrilled to get that Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price 
That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys got to look good, too. It feels good to be back. It does. I appreciate, even though you would call it a rant or whatever, I don't think of any other place that you can do this in your broadcasting outlets. I don't have a place, no. Um, If I were doing a daily talk show, that would be the place that I could do that. I don't want to do a daily talk show because... I'm not going to hesitate to say this. If I were doing the one that airs locally, mm-hmm. they talk about Notre Dame football way too much for my taste. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a decision they make. I mean, that, God bless them, that's the course. And and maybe they've got numbers to back that up. Maybe people want to hear about Notre Dame football in April and May and June. I don't. Nope. Um. So we won't talk about it on here in April and May and June. We might talk about spring football in April, but that's about it. However, I do think there's a time and a place. And I also think there's a time and a place to be fair but critical. For instance, Ian Book had a very good first year at quarterback. Mm -hmm. But the teams that he played against, remember, he didn't play against Michigan at the beginning of the year. And the teams that he played against did not have a defense the caliber of Clemson's defense. And so we got a little glimpse of Ian Book when pressure really started pouring in. How did Ian Book react? And the fact of the matter is, I think Notre Dame's coaches knew this was going to happen. Chip Long called some plays early in that game. There was a third and ten situation where he throws a little screen to Dexter Williams, and it goes for 16 yards. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, once Clemson saw, okay, well, this is what they're doing, then these are the personnel groupings they're doing, they adjusted to that. The other thing they said is, Ian Book's not going to beat us deep. No. Ian Book cannot throw the deep ball. So we don't have to worry about the deep ball. He's not going to beat us deep. And they brought their secondary up a little higher than normally you would, and it took away the passing lanes for Notre Dame. Yeah. Great coaching. Great play. Yeah. (laughs) My goodness. Oh, that defensive line for Clemson, that is beastly. That about does it for this episode of Sports Yak. My name's Corey Mann. That's Chuck Freebie. And uh, I'd like to say a special shout-out to our our, uh, companion, friend, broadcaster, fellow, Tommy Lee. We made his uh, top list at the end of the year of podcasts that he enjoys. Well, that's very nice to hear. Thank you, Tommy. Appreciate that. Yeah, I I got caught off guard by that. Got a little emotional, not going to lie. And uh, all you got to do is hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. The number one most downloaded sports podcast podcast on the studio dna podcast network it's the sports yak podcast with Corey and chuck that's our show for today sports yak is part of the studio dna podcast network until next time sports fans this is jimmy shorts that's good Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.